Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Boston is Eric Bain. Eric is a partner at Dovetail Consulting Group. And today we're going to be talking about communications and some of the compliance issues that come from them. Um, first, Eric, thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to us. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. It's my pleasure. So let's talk about the thornier areas of communications these days. The DOJ has made it clear it wants companies to be able to produce all of the communications that are employees, not just email. But the problem is, as you know, communications sent on Slack, via text, WhatsApp, and a gazillion platforms I'm too old to have heard of are often difficult to retrieve. Now, a lot of attention has been focused on how that information can be gathered. You recently pointed out, though, that getting it isn't the only risk, that the style of communication on those platforms may be a risk. How so? I mean, the the purpose of these different messaging platforms, whether it's, you know, as you said, Slack or WhatsApp, whether it's texting or something provided by the company, it's really to facilitate sort of these quick back and forth interactions. People want to share an insight, they want to brainstorm, ask a question, you know, conduct other business without sort of the, the email or other formalities that they used to follow without these. And, and the problem with that is often there's a lack of context, right? It's you're, you're picking up a conversation that had happened before. And really in the worst case scenario, if a regulator or a government agency saw one of these messages, they're going to try to interpret what was going on without having that full context. And not having the full context, things definitely can look bad if people don't understand you know, how it was expressed and what was going on around it. So clearly, given that risk, we have to focus on proper communications using these vehicles. Is that even possible? I mean, they were designed, as you know, as you noted, for casual conversations, and some weren't designed for business at all. Yeah, I, th I think that's right. I think it's very difficult. Uh, the 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 tried and true compliance controls that we have around, you know, policies and you know review bodies don't really work for these casual conversations. It would really impede the, the business. That's not what they're designed for, as, as you said. Um, I don't think you can monitor them very effectively you know, either. I mean, we were talking a lot about AI and natural language processing and the like, but you're trying to pick up snippets and figure out whether or not the context is clear. And that's really, it's really difficult to monitor. So I, I think that the way we need to approach it is one of, of education and helping employees understand kind of what some of the risks are and how to approach those communications. So how do we respond to pushback when employees say, wait a minute, I'm on my own phone using software you didn't give me that I got myself. How, who are you to tell me what to say? In the end, I get the confirmation email at the end of the deal. Isn't that just enough? Right, it's it's a common pushback, and I think that the the one thing that companies need to do from the get go is to make clear whether an employee handbook or policies to say, you know, if you're conducting company business, you need to follow the company's rules, no matter whether it's your own device or another platform. I think that helps protect the company. You know, if somebody goes rogue, that's a defense you can point to. And as we talked about before, it's not about trying to 
put policies and procedures around what they're doing. Instead, it's an education point to say where to make these types of communications more effective and to reduce some of these potential risks. Let me sensitize you to what some of these problems are around unclear communications and some things for you to keep in mind, because you're not going to be able to tell them not to use their their phone, use their own software to make communications. And what you want to do is say, look, I don't really care whether you're using your own or a company tool. I want you to keep these things in mind to help you and help the business. So what are some of the things that people should be keeping in mind? Uh, you know, what are the basic sort of principles that we need to teach employees? Uh, I think the first thing that you need to teach them is help them understand what the risk is. And, and the risk is really about things being taken out of context, right? This is not about saying that they can't have casual conversations and they should use, you know, their, their messaging, their Slack to be very formal in the communication. I think we should say, yes, we want you to have this free flowing conversation to help move the business quickly. But you need to keep in mind that if it were ever looked at alone, is there enough context there to give people comfort? And, and so there's a couple things to do. One is to, to make sure if you're having the business conversations to make sure that they're, they're factual, which you know, hopefully they are, but they, they should be truthful. They should be accurate, accurate. You don't want to mislead and you don't want to make assumptions and conclusory statements in it, you know, to say that, that there's something wrong with this process, or I think this person is not doing what they want, or I think the real reason is X versus Y really just stick to the facts and keep sort of the personal commentary and opinions out of the business context when you're having those business conversations over Slack or Microsoft Teams or texting. Uh, the other one is, you know, kind of advice that everybody gets, which is, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say. You'd be really clear, choose your words carefully, uh, avoid jargon and, and the like. And this can be difficult. I mean, my my 15 year old texts all the time and I rarely understand uh, all the different acronyms that she's using. But in the business context, you want somebody to be able to look at it and really understand uh, what's being said. And then I think the last one is, is really making sure that the context is there, especially if you think of something like Teams or Slack, where somebody comes into a conversation, maybe in the middle, they've left a hallway conversation or a business meeting and they wanna continue it, reference that at the beginning to follow up on what we were talking about, you know, X, you know, these are my additional thoughts. Um, you know, the good business decisions are going to come from having, you know, accurate information. And I think the other reminder that companies can give is to say, look, there are sometime other forum forums which are better for these types of business communications. A text may work perfectly well, but it may be an email, a memo, a presentation, a sit down discussion. Think about whether this is really the right media to be able to share this information. Well, you know, I think we've all certainly seen enough round robins of sort of one email after another or Teams message or whatever after another, and it just doesn't seem to go anywhere. And sometimes it would be far better to do things in other ways. And you're right, it's good to remind people of the fact that just because this may be the most convenient way of communicating doesn't mean it's the best. Now, should we learn to embrace these technologies for our own compliance communications with employees? 
Absolutely. And I think that's some of the most exciting parts about these types of communications. I think the compliance departments that I've worked with and I've seen that have the most engagement with the business are meeting them where they are. So instead of pushing another LMS course uh, to use the Slack channel or to push a text message to your field sales force or other people in regions with just a bit of information and a link. It keeps it top of mind. It makes the compliance function more relatable. Uh, you're able to engage, and it also provides that back and forth opportunity. Now that comes with risks, certainly, but as the compliance professionals, we're able to say, that's helpful. Let's have a meeting and let's, so I can understand the full context and I can you know, understand the question that you're asking me and I can give you some better guidance, or you can even do it right on the, the text or Slack platform, for example, itself, if it lends itself to it. But I do think embracing these technologies is really where a lot of companies need to go because it's certainly where the business is uh, and we just don't want to fall behind from a compliance perspective. Well, and you want compliance to be able to demonstrate that you understand how the business works, both from sort of the mechanics of actual business, but the ways people communicate and interact with each other and that you two are a part of a culture. Well, Eric, thank you for sharing these insights with us. Um, I don't know where podcasting communication style fits in with this discussion, but hopefully it does well. Uh, I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaup from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective. <music>